Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Handling the morning crew. Kelvin Washington with you. 707 on this Tuesday. Uh, a lot to get to again. Uh, Jennifer mentioned just moments ago that around 9 o'clock, President Biden will speak, give us the latest briefing on what's happening in Afghanistan. Will we be able to make that August 31st deadline? Uh, he's going to be with Jen. You said he's going to be meeting with uh, the G7. He is meeting with them right now. I know the Pentagon also is meeting this morning, so I'm sure that they've chatted with the president before he goes into this summit. And then it'll be, I'm sure, kind of a collective decision. But he primarily will be the one that gives the yes, we're going to stay or no, we're not, because the other members of NATO are going to say you're the biggest force there. So for them to stay in a way, it would be suicidal, probably in many ways. On the other hand, what do you do with everybody who is left there? Well, there and there is the question right there. Uh, we're going to carry that in just a moment. Continue that. Just mentioned with President Biden. Also, by the way, with things that are trending, we keep an eye on Airbnb is planning to start housing 20,000 Afghan refugees around the world free of charge. An LAFD captain who called the city's vaccination requirement for city workers tyranny is being investigated by the department for appearing to be on duty and speaking out against the city policy while wearing his uniform. And Wayne doesn't like that. The Paralympic Games open today to an empty stadium as Tokyo remains in a state of emergency until September 12th. We'll get to that. And Hawaii's governor is asking the visitors and residents to reduce travel to the islands to essential businesses only uh, while the state struggles to control COVID-19. Great question there, Jen. Uh, what do you do? I was just looking at so many things. You have 4,500 people still waiting inside Kabul Airport for evacuation flights. 21,000 people uh, were able to exit yesterday. That's a whole lot of people, 21,000. Yet, of course, there are still many people that need to get out. And also, you have many people, not just Americans. You have those who aided Americans over the years. Will they get out uh, as well? I know the president has said no American will be left behind. Uh, we're going to continue. If you want to come home, you can come home. We'll get you. But again, there's a lot of other people who who were promised things. And I know they may not take top priority, but again, that is, to me, that carries along with the reputation of the country, right? If you continue to invade countries, invade, whether it be Iraq, whether it be now, of course, Afghanistan, and you're making promises, you're going to do this, we're going to change this. And, and I'm looking at the the what could potentially be economic turmoil in Afghanistan once the Taliban, well, they already have taken over, but as they continue to be the, the power in that state, um, you have a, a place now the last two, 20 years who has become accustomed to cell phones, right, to to freedoms that they've never had, to a big thing that's going to be interesting to see how the Taliban handles is women in the workforce. Women have been very productive there in, in ways that they've never been able to before. They've been, as we know, huge additions. Uh, women are all that. I'm a huge advocate of you all because you, listen, get yourself a good woman if your life is plummeting, okay, because women are key and essential to success. And I think Afghanistan has seen that recently. I was listening to uh, some women leaders there, female leaders there, who are saying they're open to sitting down with the Taliban to finding out where do we have, uh, where do we stand with you all? Where will women be in the future of the Taliban? This Taliban regime, I was reading an article here, the LA Times, I thought it was interesting. They referred to them as, as sneaker wearing, you know, the kind of hip, not the old traditional 
uh, Taliban. We've already seen it's been less violent. There has been violence for sure, but less violence than normal. Uh, but again, we don't know what that means when it comes to if we were to stay, because we've already heard them saying, hey, if you if, if you extend the deadline, there could be consequences for that. But how would this play out? So much of the money that comes into Afghanistan is international aid. So much of what they uh, the way that they're able to, to sustain is through aid from other countries and, and help. So if they were able if they are now the Taliban's taken over. If they go back to ways that they used to handle business, this could be detrimental to the economy there. So, yes, you won militarily speaking, right? You dominate, you have control. But are you really ready and able to run a country? And from the mid-90s to the early 2000s when they were in control, they didn't. You had bad health issues, medical issues. You had the medical fields were terrible. Uh, you're talking education was terrible. You stopped, again, women from being educated who could be a large and are large contributors to your society. Uh, it becomes interesting to see, again, with their control, how will they handle this? How will they move forward? Will they continue to progress? Will they be a new Taliban? Or will they go backwards? You know what it reminds me of? When you want to, it sounds good to be in control. It sounds good, Jen, to say, yeah, I got this. When you're 14, 15, your parents say, hey, we're going to go on a romantic, our anniversary trip gone for for you. But hey, 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 go. We got this. Well, you got this until stuff starts breaking, right? It's all funny games until stuff starts breaking down. Uh, you need you have some issues in the house. Oh, shoot, this broke. We need to call. So I don't know who to call. Who do you call? How do you call a plumber? I'm 15. And so it's it, Taliban wants control. They have control, and it sounds good. But are you ready to continue to modernize your state, to push the state forward, to have entities like China want to continue to do business with you, to have entities like maybe Pakistan, maybe Russia want to continue to do business with you? Because, again, if you go backwards when the country's been progressing, when people have had freedoms, when they had utilities, they've had certain things they've become accustomed to, then you could slow the momentum down. And this is a country, again, that's so dependent upon outside outside resources. And that's I think that that's one thing that the U.S. will have and its NATO allies will have is the possibility of sanctions. Then again... What's the care factor when it comes to the Taliban? We've seen that sometimes when you put sanctions on a on a country, there's a lot of bark and not a lot of bite, and they find other resources for whatever they need. Um, I don't know if that if that would be effective. And then the only concern is that what if the Taliban does get friendly with Pakistan, as we know it has in the past, yep. then it comes buddy buddies with Al Qaeda again. And then you wonder, okay, well, is it going to bleed over into Iraq and become buddies with ISIS again and provide a a stronghold, a training ground for terrorism and in in payment for whatever they need? They need the plumber's number or whatever. They say, Pakistan, you're welcome to come here. Give us the plumber's number. Well, they already have done that, right? They were doing that this whole entire time. They Absolutely. were in cahoots. They were in cahoots. And we, for, if whatever reason, failed to realize that or failed to know that. And they were in cahoots. And as Wayne said yesterday, I mean, this was a matter of, was it six months? Is it two years before Taliban would take control again? I just, we were not prepared for it to be that fast, that easy. And now we're sitting here kind of with our tail between our legs. And not to mention, they're kind of punking and saying, hey, get out. We already have conceded maybe this war we knew that this is, as President Biden has said, there was no good time to get out. So why wait another year or two years? Let's, let's get out now. And while we're walking away slightly defeated, they're pushing us in the back saying get out. 
And, and, and if you extend the deadline, there could be some consequences. So we'll keep an eye on that. Again, as Jen mentioned, at 9 o'clock, uh, President Biden will speak. And, well, hopefully it's at 9 o'clock. You know how that goes. And we'll get an update on that. I want to talk about the FDA vaccine approval of Pfizer and BioNTech and how that could boost the economy, the markets. We actually saw that uh, yesterday with the announcement of that approval. Uh, the Dow Jones, the Dow Jones Industrial Average buy went up by 300 points, propelling the S&P 500 and Nasdaq to new highs. And investors are excited about this and confident that this could help in some uh, facets of our lives, especially in certain markets. You're talking about the leisure market where people will feel better about going on trips and, and, and cruises and going to Disneyland because there may be a potential for folks to have to be vaccinated in order to come to these locations. Um, people, you heard President Biden urging the private sector to make mandates so that these folks who come to your jobs, your offices have to be vaccinated. Um, but, but, and this is a, you know, a, a big one to me. I still don't believe there, I still believe I should say there's a large portion of our society who is ready. You saw what happened January 6th, right? I think there's a group of people not saying they're going to go full January 6th on us, but they're prepared for the fight. You're not going to make me get vaccinated. They're not going to just go, okay, wow, this is FDA approved. Okay, I'll get vaccinated. Hey, my job mandated. I work with people who whisper to me, it was nice working with you because the minute they mandate us, I'm out of here. Now, this could be a wolf ticket because when those bills start to hit, as we just heard, Tyler, with the song you played, ain't nothing for free. You got some bills to pay. We'll wait and see if they really mean that. You can call their bluff. But I absolutely believe there are people who are ready for a fight. The last two years have proved to me that people want to fight for something. You may laugh. You may disagree. You may think it's stupid. You may think it's dumb. But people want to fight for something. They're offended that I can't walk into Walmart and I have to wear a mask. They're offended that you would say Black Lives Matter, that you would say uh, get vaccinated. Folks are wanting to fight for something. Folks are mad that you say black lives don't matter. So the idea that, hey, just because someone's job is not, because at this point, Jen, if you want to get vaccinated, you were just giving us all the things yesterday, the incentives they're doing. I mean, they're giving you tickets to ballparks. They're giving out free food. They're giving out $50 gift cards. There's no reason now why you have not been vaccinated. There, there are pop-up clinics in your neighborhood. There's no, you can't say, oh, they, I, I just, I don't have the resources. They're taking disabled folks. They're taking elderly folks. There's no reason. So at this point, you just don't want to get vaccinated. And not only that, some people have dug in their heels and they're ready to fight literally and figuratively, if you make me. Oh, yeah. There are plenty of people who that I know who have said, just like you said, whisper in your ear that they're going to leave their jobs. And I have no doubt these people will. Now, the, the thing that those people need to remember, while you're digging in your heels, you have to remember the unemployment benefits because you don't get unemployment benefits necessarily when you leave your job because you just don't want to get the COVID shot. That's not one of the things that makes it so that you can be eligible for uh, unemployment. So I, I think that that's one thing. How will your pocketbook... Dig in as far as your heels will. I'm with you on that. I call their bluff, but I do think some people are going to go, ooh, like, while yeah. they're looking in, like, ah, oh, shoot, I didn't really mean to go this far. Right. But, but, they, but they will because I think they feel that, again, 
people just want one thing is I've learned in life. People just want to belong. Right. Yeah. And people want to be down with something. And so for a lot of people, this is their cause. This is their fight. This is the thing mama always told me. Look out for big brother. Look out for the government. Look out for the I'm, look. I'm originally from Michigan. And you grow up knowing about Michigan militia. And they, they're, and they don't stockpile all these guns and ammo and camouflage and all that. Like that, they're, they're ready to storm something. They're ready for the fight. Jen, they are ready for it. And I, I don't know if I want to go to Michigan now. Dang or maybe it, I'm I do. sorry, Michigan. I didn't mean to do, I didn't mean to do <laughs> us like that. Look, there, there are some fun, there are some wonderful things there. All right. There's those pure Michigan commercials you always see. Traverse City is a beautiful place. Uh, I'm from originally from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Beautiful place. So there's a lot of great things out there. Hey, I'm from Reading. So okay. you want to talk about well, yeah. people being yeah. anti the government. I got you. <laughs> President Biden to speak in about uh, a little over two and a half hours. Or so, actually, hour and a half, I should say, nine o'clock. Let me do the math correctly here. Uh, expected to speak on whether or not we will stay in Afghanistan. Again, Jennifer will be all over that. Kelvin Washington in for Bill. Uh, let's get into this this recall election of Governor Newsom happening September 14th. But of course, by now, everybody's received their ballot in the mail. Uh, California's recall system actually, uh, Republican could win. In some strange ways, if you haven't been keeping up, I'll kind of break down how this is going to work. So we know California is a blue state. There's no there's no denying that Democrats outnumber Republicans two to one. So you already know that. But the way the election, this uh, this recall works, Governor Newsom has to have majority of the votes if he has to have that now. So the first question that you'll receive on the ballot is should Governor Newsom be recalled? Voters get to answer yes or no. The second question, if Newsom is recalled, who should be his replacement? And that's where voters are presented with 46 candidates, Republicans, Democrats, and others. 46, my goodness. At that point, you're just closing your eyes and throwing a dart. Uh, but not Newsom. Newsom's not on there. So, you know, if you did not know that, if you're the, I'm, I love me some Gavin, well, Gavin's not going to be on there. So FYI when it comes to that. Now, uh, the bizarre, this is where it gets, this gets, where it gets interesting. He needs a majority win, as I've mentioned, uh, but if he doesn't, it would then go to whoever received the most votes, even if it's only, say, 23% of the vote, uh, as Larry Elder has done in some two recent polls. Of course, we've talked about him earlier today. So he is the leading candidate when it comes to the Republican side of things, uh, the person who really could give Gavin Newsom uh, a challenge here. Now, if you are Republican, who, of course, going back to where you say, why did we get here? Well, they got here because Governor Gavin Newsom Many are upset with the way he handled the pandemic, specifically starting with him closing everything down. So you have, of course, the fiscal uh, aspect of this, the money aspect, jobs, businesses being closed. Folks are saying, hey, I needed to work. You closed everything down. I believe you may have done it prematurely or may have done it excessively. Uh, And then you also have the aspect of him telling him, hey, Jennifer, you can't go here. You can't do that. Mind you, I'm going to be at a nice dinner with a bunch of friends, maskless. That photo did him no justice. Um, But if you already were, let's say, uh, a a, a Republican voter, that picture or no picture didn't matter to you. Meaning you were going to, if the voting him out, a recall on him was happening, you were going to do that regardless. Because that is how we operate now. It is strictly Gang-related in a sense. I am this, I'm that. I'm a left, I'm right, I'm Democrat, Republican. I don't care about anything else. Well, actually, hold on before you, let me just, let me lay out the facts. I don't care. 
Well, actually, here, the, the real statistics say, I don't care. I am a left, I am a right, I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican, that is it, point blank. So if there's a recall effort on Governor Newsom, that is in which I'm siding. And as we discuss, oftentimes you see the loud minority. If you go on social media sometimes, you would think something is the way that it is based off of that because so many folks are screaming. And that's what's happening here in California where the impassionate folks, the folks who are passionate about this recall, are Republican. They are incited about it. They're the ones getting people out to vote. Where those who may have voted for Governor Gavin Newsom, like, I got to work. I got kids. He'll be all right. He's fine. Last I heard, he had a majority vote still, you know, we're in favor of him. I think 50% uh, favorable rating. He'll be all right. And that's the scary part for Governor Gavin Newsom is that people are going to be banking on the fact that he'll be all right. There's enough people. It's one of those, oh, somebody else will do it for me. Someone else will do it for me. I don't have time today. What day is it? Ah, I'll be busy. Fill out your ballot. Mail it back. Ah, nah, no, I don't know. I got other stuff to do. The game, sports coming back, football will be here in a week or so. I'm all right. You know, they've got it, but you got to be careful. If you are a Democrat and you're worried, well, Republicans are going to get out there. This is a different electoral demographic, right? You're not, this isn't the normal time in which we all vote, Jen. This is not when you're used to it, right? This is an election season where y'all feel patriotic. I'm going to show my patriotism. This is sneaky and that it creeps up on you. September 14th will be here before you know it. Well, I was just looking around my neighborhood, taking the dog for a walk last night, and it's not a whole bunch of uh, don't recall Governor Newsom signs all over the neighborhood. It's recall Governor Newsom signs. Save California. Recall Governor Newsom. I saw nobody that had something in their yard that was for Newsom. And to your point, that just shows the activism that the people who want him out are going to great lengths to get him out. And the people who want to keep him in are a little bit, it seems, resting on their laurels. And the reason why that is, is because he is not, you don't go all in for him. You might you might not dislike him. You might be a Democrat and say, hey, I voted democratically. I, I You know, so there, that's my choice. Yeah, he's good. But he's almost too perfect, Jennifer. He is the Manchurian candidate. Has he ever had a hair out of place? Has he ever had a bad season where he was out of weight? Has he ever had cabbage in his teeth, spinach in his teeth? I mean, and so therefore he he's not relatable to even I think some Democrats are like, oh, that guy's too perfect. You know, he's too perfect. Everything comes out, he's too great. His cadence is so weird. It's, it's weird. And that's another thing. He's not the greatest order. Oh Lord, no. So I think that's also why he doesn't rally the troops. For instance, one of the things that Republicans have done well over the last few election cycles is find a thing or two and we're running with it. We're building the wall. We're making America great again. You know, and, and that they have a couple of rallying cries and here we go. You know, no vax, no mask. If you're on the on the Democratic side, what is it? What's the rallying cry right now? What has it been for the last one? The last one I remember is yes, we can. You know, so that loud the loud minority a while ago. Yeah, well, and that there you go. <laughs> He had a whole bunch of black hair. Now it's all gray. Obama we're talking about here. All right, so it'll be interesting to see this recall election for sure. We're keeping an eye on that. So, you know, we remember we voted on Prop 22 not too long ago, uh, which is about the gig economy, making Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, DoorDash drivers, all of the service drivers, uh, the ability for them to become employees or will they continue to be uh, hired contractors? Uh, well, 59% of the vote went to keeping them as higher contractors, which then 
allows the Ubers, the Lyfts of the world to not have to consider them as employees that get health benefits and full benefits as many of you listening do. Um, I was torn with that originally when we were voting because on the surface it makes sense, right? They're working hard. They should get benefits. We want everyone to be able to have health care and have benefits for you know uh, any other need that they have. Um, but then as I started to talk to drivers, they were like, shoot, man, I love that. That I don't have the rules. I don't have the restrictions. I don't have to be a part of this system. I just, hey, pop on in when I want to. Drive for an hour, two, four hours, whatever. And I do what I do. And I and I get this side hustle, this side money. And I spent time asking people. It literally in Ubers and Lyfts or just casually or even as you, you, you take phone calls. And again, that wasn't everyone. But I would ask in the world in which I was in, I would probably say 7 to 10. If I'm in an Uber driver and I ask a driver, I'd say seven out of 10 said, hey, man, look, it's not perfect, but it works for me. It's an extra income. They don't bother me. They're not overly taxing me. They're not doing all these things. It works. It's like a side hustle for me. But I can understand why others would say, hey, I'm working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. You know, I'm under your system. I have to do things by your rules. I can't do this. I have to be, you know, I had to go through all of the things with you. I had to show you my ID and everything like, like an employee would do. Then why am I not treated as such? And I can understand that again, why I was torn, but overall I voted, you know what? It seems it makes more sense. If most of the people I'm talking to seem to be happy, I guess that would be the way who am I to tell them that? But now a judge has declared California's the gig worker, as we we discussed, the law unconstitutional. So how this broke down was a few factors of why the judge did so. And this lower, this is a, in the lower court, uh, because you had those who, if you recall, they were protesting uh, those gig workers not too long ago. They were struck down from a federal court that said, no, you know, we're not going to hear that case. Uh, and then it went down to, again, this was the California Supreme Court struck it down, I should say. And then it went down to a lower court. Couple of reasons, few reasons why Judge Frank Roche of California Superior Court in Alameda uh, had his findings. First was that Prop 22 carved gig workers out of the pool of employees eligible for workers' compensation in the event of an injury, and that makes sense. You crash a car while I'm on quote unquote your watch, your time Uber. Uh, you're not going to help me out. You're not going to pay for it, and it limits the power of failure. Uh, also, for the legislator to define app-based drivers too. So in that Prop 22, there's a lot of hidden things that Joe Public, we didn't care about. And another one, uh, the second finding was that it included several unusual provisions to prevent. So, for instance, the measure requires the legislature to reach seven-eighths majority to make any changes, which is a supermajority, which isn't the case in many other things. So they have to have a supermajority in, in order to change the ruling. Plus, it was blocking the legislature from drastically altering or reversing the law. So, in other words, this judge said, hey, if another group of judges, you know, wants to come together, another group and say, hey, you know, yeah, you know, that's not fair. We need to change this. Pop 22 actually says, well, you can change it minimally. You can't drastically alter this. And so this judge is finding issues with the way Prop 22 was written, not just the overall arcing theme of it, but the hidden things that Joe Public did not know. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And lastly, it finds that the, uh, it prevents the gig workers from unionizing, which is a big deal, as we know, because if you're Uber and Lyft, you don't have to deal with unions. You don't have to deal with uh, maybe payment requirements. Uh, we all know how unions are able to get things through. I mean, sag after is a massive union in the town like this. Uh, so we know that unions, again, typically help the working Joe. And Uber and Lyft and these companies will be thrilled to not have a union to have to deal with. Where did you come out on this, Jen? Yeah, I think so. I did the same thing that you did. I actually started asking some friends of mine who were drivers and said, how would this benefit you or how would you not? And a friend of mine was so adamant about how it would be horrible to be working for a traditional company again. And she loved the flexibility. And she loved that if it happened to be a really busy day for her kids that day, she didn't have to drive. Or the next day then, maybe her kids were going to their dad's house and she could drive all weekend long. So right. that's that I took a lot from her because I thought she cannot be the only, specifically she was a single mom, but the only single mom out there. There are probably a lot of single people doing the exact same thing that she is. And I sort of took that to heart, and that's where I landed on it. And also, quickly here, we got a break. Uh, there, there's that. You see that new fee that there's like that yes. dollar help amount. So yes. they are getting a fee. Obviously, hopefully, you're tipping as well. But I, now, as much as you and I are on the same page, there, I would still urge them to hey, keep pushing, keep fighting, keep raising a fuss because, like we know, listen, you and I, what we do in this field, we go, we get contracts, right? Well, yep. you want to come back and be able to say, hey, I have some type of leverage. Hey, I've done this. And, you know, maybe I caused a little fuss, whatever it is that you can sit back at the table and say, I was like, all right, all right, all right, we'll give you more. So I can see why, hey, you may have lost with Prop 22, but keep pushing, keep making a fuss, keep arguing. And maybe that dollar fee or whatever it is goes to 250. Yeah. Now, let's not get carried away because you can order a burrito now. And it's $32. Oh, my gosh. One, yes. These fees are getting out of line, Tyler. You've noticed that, too. You want to order one burrito, it's 12 bucks. But this fee, hidden fee, surge fee, surge chart, tip, new fee, California fee. How did my one burrito become 32 bucks? Even if you buy that 10 bucks a month free delivery. Oh, please. Did you do it? Yes. Is it worth it? No. No? I mean, I'm sure it is. For how much I use it, I'm yeah. sure it is. But if you're the occasional person who uses it once, twice a month, don't do it. Ten seconds. Your go-to place to order something. Quick. If you're just like, ah, I need something now. Stonefire Grill. Stonefire Grill. Oh. You- for the whole family. Yeah. Like, the bread is phenomenal. The bread is phenomenal oh, there. Fantastic. All right. So I have a question for you, Jennifer. I have a question for you, Wayne. I'll ask you in just a moment. Here's a couple of things that are trending. Uh, Kelvin Washington in for Bill Handel. President Biden will provide an update uh, soon. It was nine, but right now we don't know exactly what time. So soon on his uh, remarks regarding Afghanistan, when it happens, we, of course, will jump on it and let you know. Airbnb is planning to start housing 20,000 Afghan refugees around the world free of charge. An LAFD captain who called the city's vaccination requirement for city workers tyranny is being investigated by the department for appearing to be on duty and speaking out against the city policy while wearing his uniform. The Paralympic Games open today to an empty stadium as Tokyo remains in a state of emergency until September 12th. And lastly, Hawaii's governor is asking the visitors and residents reduce travel to the islands to essential business only while the state struggles to control COVID-19. And that leads me to this uh, question here as I kind of break down what uh, one office is doing. There's an office there's a uh, office in Romania that they are going full on tech here. So they have uh, disinfection robots. They have thermal body cameras. I mean, it's a full on Will Smith iRobot situation going on here. 
uh, to keep people safe. They have these robot UV light disinfecting robots. They have all these. They have 135 other measures. I mean, so you're like on an assembly line in Detroit circa 1942, like just a car being made. You walk, you step on here. If you get flash red, you have to go over here. If you're flash green, you can proceed through. Uh, it, they call it green lighted. I mean, there's so many different things. They have a virus killer apparatus on the wall. So do you like these things? Do you want to be kept safe as possible? Are these things also in aligned with uh, Elon Musk's new Tesla bot? Are we <laughs> headed to Terminator 2, Wayne? Is this is what's about to happen where the takeover is, is happening? No. <laughs> no. I don't think there's a takeover going on. <laughs> I think they're throwing every gadget they can possibly think of to try to get people to be comfortable in the office. There's a point at which it really is overkill, though. Pun intended. I mean, it really is. Well, I mean, honest to God, just if you're vaccinated, let's say you're vaccinated and you wear a mask and then maybe they bring in the the robot thing that they use in hospitals, they wheel it in and it goes and it shoots that stuff and the ultraviolet light all around a room. It can get into every nook and cranny. Yeah. Uh, Tim Conway Jr. has had that robot come into the talk studio here multiple times. That's good to know. I feel much more comfortable But then after that, in other words, are you going to have to go through an airlock? Are you going to have to have a prison-type scrub-down shower? Are you going to have to put your hands, soak your hands in uh, hydrogen peroxide for 30 minutes? You can go too far. Jim? Medically, scientifically. I totally agree. If nothing else, from the backlash perspective, can you imagine if we get all this backlash just from getting a shot now you're going to have to get a shot. Then you're going to have to be sprayed. Then you're going to have to be zapped. Then you're going to have to be quarantined and soaked and what the hell ever. Can you imagine? People would never leave their house because they would say, well, I don't, maybe I trust the shot, but I don't trust that zapper thingy or I don't trust that soaker process. I don't think that people, that we will ever get to that point just because there will come a point where people will stop trusting these measures that are put in place to keep them safe. How many of these are actually intrusive, though? Right. In other words, do I, do I care if a robot's going around spraying disinfectant or if they've made the doors so I don't have to touch them to open them? Now, apparently they're using thermal body scanners. Yes, that, that's another thing. To see if you had, have, a temper, have a fever, right? So I don't know how people feel about their bodies being scanned for a heat signature. Well, I mean, but they, they you could argue then I'm already scanning you. You walk into any any restaurant or anything, I got to boop, boop, your head real quick, which how accurate are those things, by the way? One time I, I, I do some work with the L.A. Times and I'm over going to their building and they're, they're about like to scan me. But I had been in my car, which I'm embarrassed enough to admit I hadn't gotten fixed and my air conditioning wasn't work. <laughs> Jen, don't laugh. OK. And so I was overly heated in my car while driving. I'm scrambling. I'm rushing to get over there. I'm hot. And so they go, boop, boop. whoa, like, are you OK? And I'm like, I, I, I should be. Everything's OK. So they take some time. Then it cools down and they scan me again. And I'm, I'm whatever I'm supposed to be, which, by the way, I'm never 98.6. I'm always like 97 something. So I don't, I'm like, any doctors out there? Am I all right? Am I I'm always so cool? I'm never 98.6. <laughs> Because you're just cool. That sounded like that, but I didn't mean it like that. I meant I'm always like 97-something. I'll say this. I I agree that that would never work in America, specifically because we're about our freedoms. Mm -hmm. We want our freedoms. And fine, okay, you got to put the little thermostat on my head. Okay, great, thermometer, whatever. I'll have that. Okay, I have to get vaccinated. Okay, even that, we're already embarging upon some people's freedoms. We're not going any further than that. 
Well, you um, would really hate what happens in that office if somebody is deemed to be too hot. They are put into a glass quarantine room. To be completely shunned? sealed, complete. Well, no, but sealed off. There's a panic button in the room in case I guess they really freak out, and they have to stay in there until they figure out if you have COVID or not. I would freak out if somebody put me in a glass room where everybody could just walk around and fishbowl me. That's yes. Why I'd glass? I'd freak out. Period. See, look at how they're shaming you. You shouldn't have gone to that party. Now we got to oh, put you in blast man. here. Everybody walk around, do laps around the glass case in here, make fun of Jennifer. Point and giggle. Point and la- yeah, point and giggle. You know that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen here. We're we're getting that's a little that's too much. It's too high tech. Um, but I'll tell you one place that I'm not mad if that if that happens. And there are things that are happening that we need to continue moving forward. I don't care if we cure COVID, if we get the perfect vaccination rate, everything. Airplanes. Have you seen the difference of what a quote-unquote cleaning of an airplane was prior to this when they cleaned it when you got off between the next flight? All they did was pick up your McDonald's trash. That was it. It was the laziest sweep and cleaning and, you know, spray down. They didn't even care. Like, ah, it was like asking your 12-year-old to clean up the kitchen. <laughs> Going to be a terrible job. Done. Now they're coming in with some real stuff, some real disinfectants. They're spraying it down. They're taking more time. I'm willing to be a little five minutes late on my flight. If you're telling me you're really thoroughly cleaning this plane that had 200 people on coughing and sneezing and recycled air for five hours. So I do hope airplanes continue to keep this moving forward. And by the way, I'm still going to wear a mask at airports for the rest of my life. Really? Yeah. Oh, permanently. Permanently. Jennifer, you're sitting there. Boop, do got a good book. <laughs> Someone's oh, coughing yeah. on the back. No, it just sits there on the plane. No, I'm, I am masking it. For the rest of my time. My favorite part of the mask, too, is you don't smell that guy next to you's breath. Oh, that's, yeah, that's awful. You know that guy. Why is that guy always He's always next to there. Me? That guy, the talker, or the person who lays on you? Which or one? The which the worst? One. Which one's the worst, though? Oh, mm, I'd say the layer. Mm, get off. Yeah. Personal space. Personal space. A talker can be bad, too, if you just want to take a nap. They can be, that can be really bad. I want to talk about, uh, of course, COVID-19 and how it has affected all of us in so many ways, but also students. Uh, Kids did not, for the most part, go to school last year. Uh, There was the virtual learning. Many kids struggled with that. It it, it was a disadvantage for some kids who didn't maybe have great Wi-Fi, uh, who did not have maybe certain attention uh, spans that they needed to succeed. It was very difficult for, and it was also difficult for teachers, right? You're used to teaching in a classroom. You're, all of your skills and training went into teaching with kids in front of you in person. Now, all of a sudden, you're thrust into this new technology of teaching virtually. Uh, and it, no, many just did not adapt well. So kids are back in school. My oldest is in school. And I got to tell you, as a parent, it has become difficult uh, to have these moments where you're thinking, am I putting my child in harm's way? Uh, we know we had conversations earlier. We're talking about the numbers for those who are vaccinated. Well, if you have kids who are 12 and under, they cannot be vaccinated at this point. So there's no safety net that you can have there. There's no safety net. And you're also trusting, thankfully, you know, that employees and faculty members have to be vaccinated. So there at least is some comfort there when it comes to dropping your kids off at school. But I was reading an article in the Wall Street Journal talking about how we may have to go back to having smaller pods uh, for school, after school activities, uh, for in some cases, even in within classes, 
Uh, if, if you're in, let's say, obviously California is a little bit different, but let's say maybe you're a listener who lived here, but you moved to Texas now or moved some other states where they're trying to uh, actually do the opposite and mandate that you don't wear a mask. They're saying still give your child a mask because there's a level of protection. Make sure the students, uh, the teachers that they're uh, interacting with are vaccinated or those, those gym teachers are vaccinated and really having to. It's interesting, Jen, I, I took my daughters to the playground yesterday. Mm-hmm where we've been a million times, and they know the process. This generation is going to be either the healthiest. They're not going to be subscribed to the Ashton Kutcher plan. Did you? <laughs> where you only clean your, your kids when they start to stink? Yeah, they won't that be on plan? that plan. These kids are going to be so cleanly because my daughters automatically know. Like they're, They sit down, and it's sad to an extent, but they sit down and they know. I have a daughter who will be five and a daughter who will be three, and they hand me their hands. They know. Sanitize your hands. Sanitize the hands. We were yeah. just playing in a park with a bunch of kids. This is what we must do. My daughters, you would think, would be, ah, 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 I hate masks. They don't even think. We went after there. We went to the grocery store. Need to grab a couple things. They, they oh, daddy, mask. <laughs> I laugh. I forgot my mask. They said, like, this is their norm. That's very sad to think we lived a free life. We ate dirt as kids. You're dirty. You're a little dirt bucket, right? You're kids. That's what they don't have that luxury now. Uh, again, I'm sure it's. In the long term, maybe be healthy from a German and hygienical standpoint, but psychologically, you know, I'm wondering how this will play out. Oh, uh, yeah, because they're going to think germs are everywhere and that they've got to constantly be clean and constantly be sanitized and that kind of thing. And then I wonder if there are going to be some doctors who say that we have created a generation of germaphobes. And remember how doctors, many of them would say you have to be exposed. Go through it. Yes, yeah. you have to go through it. You got to get them sick. They got to be. I mean, my, we put our daughter in. In school for the first time, my gosh, you almost feel something wrong with my child. Because they're sick all the and time. And then you realize, <laughs> oh, they have, I think it's six to ten colds a year. Yeah. And their colds aren't like you and I. I was sick for two days and you're, you're better. Their coughs and sneezes could last two, three weeks, months. Even. It's ridiculous. So and they're always really juicy. What is it yeah. about a little kid? Yeah. <sighs> I'm not going to. When they sneeze, oh. where's the umbrella or the squeegee? Yes. And I, I mean, it is a real deal sneeze. <laughs> but it is interesting for all of you parents. I understand what you're going through. Uh, it is difficult times to navigate. Again, you, there's a part of you that feels bad. Am I putting my, my child in harm's way? Am I putting my child in the lion's den where we have received emails? Every, new kid sick. Just an email going out to parents. Hey, kids are sick. Another kid sick. COVID, COVID. It's very difficult. So all you parents out there, you got to be smart, got to be diligent, and find what best works best for you and your family. Wanted to keep you, uh, I guess you can say, encouraged there. All right, so we were uh, expected to hear from President Biden. That actually has been pushed a little bit later. Uh, Jennifer Jones-Lee, who is uh, enjoying a little Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg action right now. Uh, what is? We had the update that, that that it's expected that President Biden is going to, he will not extend the deadline of August 31st, correct? That was from the Associated Press, that they said that officials had told one of their sources that he would not be extending that deadline 
Now you have uh, leaders from the Republicans speaking out about the situation right now. And uh, at this point, their comments seem to be uh, pretty much down the, the line, what you would expect the Republicans to say versus this. But the president apparently is in a virtual meeting with the other leaders of the G7. And that meeting has taken longer than expected. So as soon as we get information out of that meeting, we'll bring it to you. And I don't mind that. You know, take all the time you need. Figure Absolutely. this out and get it right. I'm not. A, this yeah. doesn't have to be a we were ex- punctual for, for, you know, this is real life. Yeah. Lives that are uh, at stake. And this is some, a very serious matter. Uh, so let's go from a very serious matter to eh, not so serious. Jeopardy, you fan of the show? Uh, ish. Yeah, if it's on. Like, you, know okay. how you, felt, you know how you felt about dogs? That's how I felt right there when you said oh, ish. Oh, you're a big, big fan? Okay. That, I, take one of the bigs away. I'm big, a big, big fan. Big. Give me one big. I'm a, one, I'm, one, I'm a big fan. Okay. But. Obviously, Alex Rick is what made this show. We all know that. Yeah. Uh, so they've been trying to figure this out. You've seen all the hosts that they've paraded out there from anywhere from Ken Jennings, who is a fan favorite, obviously, and did won a lot of times on there, to Aaron Rodgers, who the NFL great quarterback, LeVar Burton, who kind of got screwed, by the way. He was the one that everyone was like, hey, that seemed like an obvious choice. No one has an issue with that. Uh, and then they were like, all right, fine. You know what we'll do? We'll appease the people. We'll put them on against the Olympics. Uh, we'll put him on. He only gets one week where most of the guest hosts have had two weeks. They did a brother wrong. So he has been the person, at least, again, it feels like people have been rooting for. Yes. For me, there are two sitting obvious answers, right? It was either him or Ken Jennings. I'm okay with that because you've mastered the show. You've won a gazillion times. It only feels right that you make, you know, it's like if the NBA were to change their logo and they were going to like, you know who we're going to go with? We're going to go with Nick Young. You'd be like, wait, whoa, what? What? If they, it's Michael Jordan is sitting there to be the logo if you're going to change it. So to me, that only makes sense. We all agree. He's the guy who's dominated in this particular game, in this case, to Jeopardy, Ken Jennings. So I, I was okay with that. But Michael Richards, uh, the executive, Mike Richards, of course, the executive producer, was tapped to be uh, the host. He's been executive producer for a few years. Uh, he is kind of every, they, they, Jeopardy went out of their way, the studios, I should say, to say, hey, it wasn't him promoting himself. We had a separate group that said, hey, this is the guy. He's the one. But like we talked about earlier, those old tweets, those old podcasts, those old things came back to bite him, talked a lot of smack, cracked a lot of jokes, said some misogynistic things and whatnot, and uh, and then there you have it. Now he's no longer the case. He goes back to his role as executive producer. So, again, for those of you listening, especially maybe some of your young folk, and maybe not so young, do a scrub. Do a scrub of your tweets, your podcast, your Instagram posts. Go back and scrub some things as you move on and try to uh, climb up this career ladder because they're checking. Did you hear what Mike Richards did to Ken Jennings? What? No, I didn't hear what he did to Ken Jennings. So Mike Richards' episode, the only episode that he filmed, yeah. he invited Ken Jennings to and then made him sit in the green room while he filmed. To just rub it in his face? Yep. Like to see I'm the man? Basically. Yeah, it was a power move. Oh, that's pretty whack. Super that's whack. that's terrible. That's, that's also terrible because, again, one of the things he said on his uh, podcast month, years ago, he said, I basically am terrible at trivia. I would, I would suck at that position. He said this years ago. So, of course, it resurfaced. And now it's like, oh, well, if you suck at trivia, you're not even great. And, you know, we look at... Alex Rick may not have actually known all the answers, but at least, or the questions, we believe that he did. 
right? That's part of the thing. And so if you're going to go with a, uh, someone who doesn't have a name, it was like that seemed weird to just elevate the executive producer. I don't know. It, it, it never really fit, and now they're scrambling. And again, LeVar Burton seems to be one of those choices that everyone is, is okay with. Um and Ken Jennings, because, okay, so with LeVar Burton, we all watched him on Reading Rainbow, right? And so we all learned from him as kids. Why wouldn't we expect him to have that knowledge? He's already in that point for so many of us. You know, he's already How? in that role. Okay, so you watched Reading Rainbow? Reading Rainbow. Then let me ask you, how high could the person fly? How many? I can fly twice as high. Okay, all right. I just wanted. I was gonna say, take a. (laughs) That song was so catchy. Like it's amazing, and and, you know what's funny? It's one of the rare things that still brings adults joy. Because if you mention Levar Burton, most time if you bring up something from youth, oh yeah, I kind of remember that. Oh yeah, yeah, I was like ten, whatever. You bring up Reading Rainbow, everyone gets giddy, everyone gets excited, they start singing the song. It's kind of strange that it has one of those, it's one of the rare things that just, it's stuck and everyone, and no, no one disagrees. No. Like, no one's upset about Reading Rainbow. <laughs> so, yeah, they got to they gotta figure it out. Uh, got Alex Rebecca, I know he's mad, Run Around is great. What, what's going on here? What are y'all doing with my show? Get it right. Well, and then... My Bialik, who apparently is going to yes. fill in. Blossom has some issues. Blossom apparently wrote some things back in the day. She's about, an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, feminism and vaccinations and whatever. And so now they're looking at her past or skeletons or whatever you want to call it. And they're like, hey, should we fire her too? Okay, just go to one of the obvious then. But let me, okay, before we break, stay there for a minute. Again, okay. when do, this is a question I was, the conversation I was having with Wayne. I'm not saying what I don't even know the full details of what she said. So I don't make it like I so you can even slightly move her to the side in the conversation, but it it's just when you're in a public profile, if you're Kevin Hart, right? And and what he said and the jokes he made as a comedian, but he made jokes uh about, you know, the LGBTQ community years ago, and it's like what again how far back? Where, where is the line drawn? Is it what you said? Is it how you said it? It was the intent in which you said it. Is it the group that you offended? You know, it's going to be interesting moving forward again as we have more, as we express ourselves more, Jen. You get what I mean? Yeah. Back in the day, like I don't know what Johnny Carson, who he voted for and things like that. It was just, hey, that's Johnny Carson. And now that we all feel the need to express ourselves, we get to post things, we get to say things, you know, there are ramifications. But my question then would be, how long before someone is able to redeem themselves? I don't know. And I'm with you on the, if I offended somebody, I would love to have the opportunity. I would hope that they would grant me the opportunity to either explain myself or to apologize for it or to show my math on from what my decision was. Or to educate me. Or to, absolutely. If I was wrong, tell me how and why I was wrong and what I could do going forward to better myself. I'll give you a 20-second example of this. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, now a a receiver here with the Rams, but was with the Eagles and the Giants, a couple of teams, really good receiver of the years. He's an L.A. guy. Uh, He had said something anti-Semitic. He kind of had a post on Instagram or Twitter. And Julian Edelman, Super Bowl champion receiver with the New England Patriots, uh, it was one of the best handled things ever. He didn't just, boo you, you're this, you're that. He said, hey, man. I'd love as a fellow football player with you and somebody who's been around you, you know, I would love to take you out to lunch and explain to you why that is a derogatory term towards Jewish people. Uh, You know, uh, here's my number. Reach out to me. You know, I don't know if you even knew how offensive it was, but it was just a perfect. And I'm not saying you you cannot be offended, but 
I feel as though are we trying to then at least, again, educate the person on why you're offended or just look at me, I'm going to rub it in someone's face and, for, and, and use the hashtags and look at me, I'm woke. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.